Hey everybody, welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast temporarily dedicated to the album. <laughs> You're doing good. <laughs> I think it's okay <laughs> to even have a glitch. Okay. Hey everybody, welcome to No Small The podcast temporarily dedicated to unpacking the album Gray by Moses Sumney, long-termly dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I am Mace. And I'm Scott. Welcome wow. to episode 184. Yep. Yes! <laughs> you really pulled off that intro. I have the power now, actually. <laughs> That's what that means. Uh before this started, I, I attempted the intro a few times and failed, so Mace took it over. Here I Welcome, am, everybody. here to save the day. Welcome to this podcast, No Small Thing, where we think nothing is small and anything can be talked about, and we have done that with the album Gray by Moses Sumner. We've taken a big thing and made it even bigger. <laughs> it, it was it, what, Nobody would think this is a small thing. <laughs> I was reading a book today, and they used the phrase, it's no small thing, and I went, uh, oh. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> <laughs> um. So if you are new on this journey, you just clicked on this episode because you know the song mm. Me in 20 Years because you watch Euphoria and oh, you heard it there. Me in 20 Years. And It Keeps Me Alive was on Insecure on HBO. Oh, HBO really likes Moses. Then that makes sense to me. Yeah. Then welcome. We're a podcast where we're going to playfully unpack Me in 20 Years tonight as well as Keeps Me Alive. Keeps Me Alive. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was Lucky Me. For a while. Oh, right. But that's it's not, next. That's, that's after next. that. Yeah. Um, so we have been unpacking this album. We are now towards the end of it. We're reaching the, the <laughs> end. Um, <laughs> it's like, it, it's, I feel like mixed emotions. Cause on the one hand, I'm like, I have on the one hand, I guess this is multiplicity. I don't want it to end. I'm like, oh, it's going to be like saying goodbye to a friend at this point. I know. Like, I know. I don't, I don't want to stop consistent. posting Moses content on our no small thing. I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop. I almost want to go back to the beginning, <laughs> but also there's another part that's like, okay, <laughs> we've done uh, this album for a long time. We're ready to talk about lunch. We're ready <laughs> yeah. to talk about, I could just tell it in your tone. Okay. Tonight we're getting to for me in 20 years. We're going to do blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah, winding down, winding down. <laughs> it's that part of me also just has this idea of like, I almost think if you're like wiping something down, it's like go over it again or something. I almost like want to go back because now I'm very cognizant of so many things we've no, missed. No, so many things we missed. Exactly. I think that's the thing with deep diving something is it like it becomes more and more layered. And now I'm like, whoa, this song now after we having unpacked cut me and yeah. having unpacked viral, like yeah. having have that content helps with all these later songs. But then totally. I'm like, well, we should have had that for those earlier songs. Yeah. No, it yeah. does feel endless. Yeah. Um, this album is so good. Guys, this album is so good. We're hoping you're enjoying the journey and yeah. what this has brought up for you. 
Um, all right, you ready to get into me in twenty years? We're just gonna get right into it. I like a zippy episode right now. I I, th- I think in the I think in the wind down episodes we'll get a little bit more like big picture album. We'll just like yes, you know, this is like well. And last week I ended up t- talking a lot around this transitional way in which we're in the second. The like true. You were just an intro to the album, new disc. The new disc, and so now we're at what is essentially I would say. I mean, this song, Me in 20 Years, is, I think, in terms of the charts, the m- the the most popular song on oh. this album. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. If you look I at... I did not know. If you go to Spotify and you look at... Is Moses it because of Insecure? This is... Oh, no. Is it because of Euphoria? Euphoria? I don't know. Uh, this I bet. Is, I mentioned Euphoria. That's probably had a... I'm sure it was a huge moment and everybody wanted to download the song. And no, I mean, it's like viral. the YouTube comments are like, Euphoria brought me here. The Euphoria brought me oh, here. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um. So if you look on uh, Spotify, it's actually the, the second most of this album. Well, it's the most of this album, but then they got in my car. The Sufi on Stevens remix is... This is somebody's actually top song. But this song is, I would say, like... When the album was coming out as well, this was a single that yeah. came out. Okay, okay. So that contributes to it as well. I thought Polly was the most famous, but I was wrong. Didn't know. Sometimes Scott's wrong. <laughs> I'm usually wrong. Let's just say <laughs> that. Just say that. Um, the second is actually Cut Me. Oh. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Polly's What's actually the probably... The third is... Zero? Uh, yeah. Hey, me in 20. No, the third is Polly. The third yes. is Polly. Wow, very okay. good right there. <laughs> um, okay, so me in 20 years. That was, that was a great voice. Oof. Um, what can I say about that song? I say, I just feel that's the instant thing that comes up. Ooh. Big Ooh. mood. Big mood. This song is... An um, ocean wave. That's what I just sensed. It's coming at me, an ocean wave. Yes. Oh, swallows me up. Essentially, Me in 20 Years is, as is described in the title, it is like a conversation that Moses is having out loud of sorts with a, like talking to his him in 20 years. Yep. Um, so it's it begins with him saying, hey, after all these years, I'm still here, fingers outstretched, which I think is just... Begins. I, there's so much in this song. The but longing. It's the a longing. song of longing. It's so. I think this song, and I named this last week, that these back half albums are a little bit more on the like reflective, introspective side, and that's very true for this song. And I also think this song, more than actually any other song on this album, is like an encapsulation of thoughts from a romanticism continued. Okay. Okay. So a romanticism is this whole album about can I love? Will I be loved? What is love? Like in, in not in like a cheesy way, but in like a real depth way, that's actually wondering of like, am I a romantic? Like, am am I in a way, I mean, am I doomed? Right. Am I doomed to be without love? Mm -hmm. And then we get this album that is about isolation. This, this gray album that's about moving, going, being islanded, entering into the gray. Moses says this kind of big flourishing exploration kind of starts to expand all of these things with like songs, like also, also, and, and viral finding their power, like all of this multiplicity. And then, it's like 
we really are in this interesting come down where it's like, and here's also who I am. It's like this, this like breath into this introspective kind of longing, still wondering that the questions from a romanticism haven't been resolved. And that's, I think a thing with Moses Sumney's work is like nothing gets resolved. Right. Everything <laughs> is, is always kind of, <laughs> it's going to be really funny if he comes out with an album someday. It's like, I, he, he found a partner and he's like, I'm in love. I'm not doomed. Oh, it's it would all be, resolved. It would be really wild, but it's like, I think of, so I don't think he will, but <laughs> it's like, I think of, uh, in my mind, I think that just because I think they're such contemporaries, I think of Bjork and I think of albums like Homogenic and even Utopia, which have this like cascade of a storyline where it kind of does resolve itself. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. It, 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 it closes out with what I consider to be like mantra songs of like, I have found it's almost like reach this nirvana of acceptance and love and embrace and it's and that feels like in stark contrast to what has happening here with moses or it's like you don't ever get the like big giant love has come and abounded you mystical moment on this album that that some albums that like deal with longing have you know where it's like you long you long and long and then and then it's like the artist receives some revelation it's like the revelation with moses is that the longing it's it's honestly the vulnerability that sometimes the longing is consistent Mm. and you don't have that revelation i think i think the album ends with some gratitude it does. No, I think yeah. it ends in a, and I think it definitely has an ending and it, yeah. the vibe isn't just like, <gasps> but it's not like I personally am like, I like this ending, but there is something about this song coming towards the end and it, it doesn't get like resolved in a big giant way. I feel like the, the song itself doesn't get resolved and he set himself up for something. Cause now we're all going to be wanting to check in with him in 20 years, but like True. saying, ask me in 20 years, it's like, well, we're not going to get any answers right now. Ask, right. ask me in 20 years. We'll right. see. Right. Um, so, so that's, that's just a quick premise of this song. Um, I will say I, I have like, I found this article that was super, super good and like really rich. It's written by this person, uh, Stephen Shaviro from ASAP journal. Ooh, ASAP journal. Do you know that? No, but I, I I'm very curious about this ASAP. A lot of, a lot of, uh, Rappers use that moniker for a lot of, and I'm, it's, I think there's a whole lineage of what that means, but it, it might not even have anything to do with that. But anyways. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, ASAP, maybe it's as soon as possible, but is it seems to be, it, it's, it's kind of interesting. This, this article is like very, uh, like ASAP is it ASAP? ASAP? I, I feel crazy all of a sudden. Never mind. It's, don't get it's distracted like a by very that, well-written article with like references and seems like peer reviewed. Okay. Like that kind of energy. Um, and so I have like pulled some of the quotes from it. I was reading the article and it's just like, honestly, I'm like the episode could be just me reading this entire article and calling it good. You know, the thing about podcasts is that uh, for me, I'm just wanting to hear somebody's voice in my ear while I'm walking around my neighborhood or doing dishes or something. It's like, I know if I can just have someone read me the article while I'm walking around. Great. I know. I actually <laughs> literally considered it. Cause I'm like, no, honestly. And I mean, that's, that's something I wanted to do as a side project here is just reading journal right. articles. I and forgot I about that. that. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to read some of the quotes and we'll just kind of, I think bounce off of them. Um, the first one has to do around kind of the arrangement of the song and 
So this song is pretty much sung entirely in falsetto. Okay. And yep. like has this very grand feel to it. This song has a sense of being, I think on um, someone genius annotated as like larger than life. This song? Yeah. Yeah, There's big like, wave. It's big a giant wave. Big giant wave. It's yeah. like simple lines, concepts. Again, I, I I feel this way. And you you were like, I don't know if it's as plain as you think it is, but this one does feel Oh, relic. two dogs? Yeah. Yeah, once we got in, I was like, uh, yin and yang, angels, demons. I <laughs> again, Ooh. I will say it again. I think there is something very... Uh, I, I don't know if plain is the right word. I'm always looking for the straightforward word. straightforward or like it's not again. I also now I'm like comparing him to like Joanna Newsom where right. everything is encrypted and means multiple things. Yeah. And this is true about here and also has a plain reading. I think that's this thing that Moses is yeah. capable of doing. Yeah. True. True. It's true. like accessible and still has a lot to keep giving yeah. and pouring out. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, okay. So this is from the article. In Me in 20 Years, Sumney's falsetto resists stereotypes of masculinity, even if, as if it doesn't sound conventionally feminine either. It has an ethereal quality, but it also testifies to deep embodiment. It primarily expresses an unquenched longing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do it? Everybody, uh, we might as well, we're recording. We might as well just say our, our friend Reuven, who often does his Reuvenations on this very podcast, just took a cold shower because there's no hot water in this house. Ice cold shower. <laughs> so this is meriting some attention and a little bit of laughter. <laughs> this is good. Okay, we're going to get back to it. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Ruben is dying. That, that, maybe that would be a good ruination about a cold shower someday when we get back <laughs> to experience. it. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to start over. Yeah. Should I ethereal? Tap? No, no. Cause I think we should keep that in there. Okay. That, that, that's, I feel like that's kind of fun. Okay. We live in a, this is a real house <laughs> with real people. Uh, ethereal falsetto. Yes. Ethereal falsetto. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> My house is bonkers right now. It primarily expresses an unquenched longing and sorrow. And yet somehow at the same time, it also conveys a kind of acceptance of loss. Hmm. Somebody mourns the lover's absence, but he also refuses to be overwhelmed by regret. He is not asking the lover to return. He seeks rather to persist in the lover's absence. We might even call this a kind of Spinozian conitance. Conatus? I had to look this word up. Oh, what is it? it? I had to look it up. It's essentially this philosopher. Okay. Uh, Spinoza? Spinoza, who talks about this idea is that it's, it's essentially a natural tendency, an impulse or a striving. Um, and then this thing in early philosophies of psychology and metaphysics, conatance is an innate inclination of a thing to continue to exist and enhance itself. Okay. The thing may be the mind, matter, or a combination of both. Spinozian connotance. So I'll go back and read that. He is not asking the lover to return. He seeks rather to persist in his lover's absence. We might even call this a Spinozian connotance. Somni's falsetto quivers and soars. Its unrest expresses a continuing will to go on or to hold out for more time, as the lyrics put it. 
But of course, you need to expend energy continually, even just to persist or to stay alive. Over the course of the song, Sumney's falsetto seems to be pushing towards some absolute limit of embodied vocal expression. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, say that again. Over the course of the song, Sumney's falsetto seems to be pushing towards some absolute limit of, embod- of embodied vocal expression. An absolute limit of embodied vocal expression. That sounds so right. That is it. Both ecstatic and painful. Yes. 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 Ecstatic and painful. This is what it is. I know. I know. Yeah. I'm like, I found the words. Yeah. The words, the <laughs> These words are the words. These are the words. Um, <laughs> beyond this limit, it would either cease to exist or else have to transmute itself into something other. Scarcely imaginable form. Sumney himself mm-hmm, recounts mm-hmm. an interview that when he first played an early version of Me in 20 Years for his collaborator and co-producer, Daniel Lapatin, a.k.a. One Ho Tricks Point. Oh, that Never, guy. Who is the person who produced The Weeknd. Oh, well, we said also FKA Twigs. Also yeah, also so many people. Unknown Hangy or whatever. And yeah. Um, Lapatin said that it sounded like an old lady screaming to herself in the middle of a Whole Foods. And I realized <laughs> then and there that this is my brand. It's just such an exaggeration. That's so good. <laughs> oh, an old lady screaming to herself. Yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, so it's I, true. It's just like, it's almost like dementia or something. No, it know? has, like, it has a demented yeah. feel to it. It has this feeling of like desperate, but I think I love this desperate and ecstatic. Yeah. Like it's longing, but it's also embracing at I the know, same time, I know. which is what Moses, that's what Moses does so well is holds the, like, that's the great right there. So, and I, <laughs> sometimes I'm, I, I mean, I've, I'll get to this later, but just watching Moses play his guitar on his porch for the video for my song. Like, I'm just like, I, I kind of have swoon energy for Moses. Oh, same, <laughs> you know, same. Like, I mean, Moses has person. really, really deeply brought yeah. me out for my sexuality. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like, this is a special human. <laughs> Can we all gather around? Can we all gather around? No, I know it's, it's kind of, it's, it's otherworldly in a way. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in Moses. Um, <laughs> used to say I was a lesbian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I'll take a little side tour to go over the lyrics. I don't know. I mean, we could go through all the lyrics, but I, I also... You're you're in charge. You're in the driver's seat. I am in the driver's seat. You're yeah. super right. And I, I think I then want to go in and talk a little bit about the music video because yeah. I think the music video for this is like incredible. Yeah. So um, maybe we'll just read them, but not be like too in depth on... We'll pause on certain ones. So... Imagine this, and I'm actually going to do a good job, and I'm going to say insert this. Oh, here. great! That's wonderful. So, and the then f- and then we have to pause for like thirty seconds. Yeah. Um, verse one. Hey, after all these years, I'm still here, fingers outstretched, with your imprint in my bed, a pit so big I lay on the edge. Oof. Will love let me down again? Oh no, no, it won't get in. I'm left wondering if it's time on my urn that I'll burn alone like a star. Ooh. Ooh. Just the writing alone in terms of the lyrics is just outrageous. Yeah. And so we're going to get into this <laughs> in terms of the music video. But I mean, I guess I'll just get into it right now of like, I think the music video is one of the best music videos of Moses's, And it's it's he's portrayed as being like 
significantly older than 20 years old. Right, like right. A very old man. Because he'd be like 50. Right. And it's him on this bed with this large, like, black hole, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's not just like a... It's like... Cavity. It's a cavity. It's a... It's a it's the intent of where someone would lie, but it's like big and dark and, yeah. and sucking in. Um, and I, I don't know. I just think I, I love that these words say this piece of Moses of like, he's not asking for the lover back. He's not, it's, it, this right. is a different kind of love song than a typical, I feel like, Oh, I want this person kind of thing. It's like, am I still going to be longing but it's it's not like asking for back. There, there's a like, difference there. I feel like it's like unhinged in bloom. Yeah. Like in bloom is like trying to be chill. It's beautiful, unrequited love. And this is like, <laughs> ah, like I love that the, the, the old lady screaming in the middle of Whole Foods. It was like, no, I'm actually losing my shit. <laughs> um, and I think that there's something so beautiful and dramatic about the. <laughs> Sorry, Scott's adjusting his seat there. <laughs> I think that there's something very like this idea of me in 20 years and asking yourself that. And I just think honestly, that's a bold question to be even writing a song and saying, mm-hmm. Hey, me in 20 years. I recently for a school assignment had to write my obituary, which was it kind of sent you into an emotional tailspin it for like pretty a month. Much <laughs> <laughs> and now it's not mentionable. It, we, it's something we don't talk about. <laughs> We can't mention the obituary. <laughs> it's true. And my professor didn't even grade it, really. I'm still really bitter about it. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was for yourself. Uh, yeah. Good and I don't, you. it was, I, this, <laughs> that's how I feel about it. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, Moses, me in 20 years. Like, it is risky business to imagine yourself in 20 years. And in some sense, I am only two years younger than Moses, yeah. I think. And in many ways, feel of a similar nature that Moses does mm-hmm. of like, I don't, I don't know Moses's entire oh, thought probably yes. writing this as at your age, oh, probably writing this that's content. True. That's probably age. true. Yeah. That's super true. Um, getting into those late twenties, getting into those twenties. And this, these are the questions that are on your mind. Like, yeah. These are the questions that are on my mind. Like <laughs> the amount of time I've come into therapy of like, am I going to die on love? Will I ever like, find love? <laughs> is that what's going to happen? Then I'm like, but I don't know if I even want love, you know, <laughs> like I don't know if I even want that. And yet I'm terrified of not having it at the same time. And there's, there's this push and pull and there's, Again, I, I just am so grateful for Moses being so vulnerable. Just thank God for artists for kind of helping people feel sane mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by writing about this because I'm like, this is how I feel. Yeah. Like, is it going to, am I in 20 years still going to be longing for these people that I love, but also in this place of satisfaction with the longing and like ecstatic longing? Like, that's, that's the vibe. And I, I'm like, want don't want that for myself but also can see it for myself and then just like it's it brings that all forward wow (laughs) (laughs) um so with that we'll listen to the first verse Thank you. 
Okay, so we just listened to that first verse. Hope you're enjoying the falsetto. And now, what's the first line again? Hey, after all these years. After all these years, I'm still here, fingers outstretched. Fingers outstretched. No, which is just so huge. Just like there's something about that that reaching. Like I'm still reaching. I'm still looking for something to grab and hold on to. He does that in the video too. He's like reaching. Yeah. Oof. Powerful. Um. Next. Right now we hit to the chorus. I wonder how I'll sleep at night with a cavity by my side and nothing left to hold but pride. Will I hold out for more time? Ooh, ooh. Oof. Hold your heart, everybody. Hold oh, your heart. Uh, I just feel like I'm not like a singer, but I feel compelled to sing these things. Um, you know, I, the, because we know so little about Moses and he says, you know, he very intentionally chooses not to share a lot of things about himself. Like, Sexual orientation, obviously not any of our business. That's fine. But like, don't know anything about his dating life. Don't know any, no pictures of him supposedly with a significant other. Maybe he is. We just don't know it. I know there's been a few pictures. There's if you, if you type in Moses, sometimes a Moses and wife pops up. What? I know. And then I'm like, I don't think that's Moses and his wife. Well, anyways, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything about any of it, but like, it, it, there does seem to be a person mm-hmm. hovering over this album sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. And, and it could be multiple people. It could be, I don't know, like uh, if you want to get really symbolic, is he also talking to himself sometimes? Like, is he letting go of himself, a cavity by his side? No, I know. You wonder. It, 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 again, we're in the gray, so nothing yeah. is clear. Yeah. It's, it could be any of those things. But all these people, who's he asking for this blessing for? Who's the person that he's so lucky to know that helped him show a better way? Is it himself? Is it a person? Is it the in bloom? The person he wants to kiss? Who is it? <laughs> is it Polly? Is it Polly? <laughs> we These don't are know. The questions. <laughs> um, so with <clears throat> how I sleep at night, a cavity by my side, nothing left to hold but pride. Will I hold out for more time? I think that question right there is also so interesting thinking of like, this is, Hey, me in 20 years. Yeah. And it's like, I'm still asking, will I be holding out for more time? Yeah. You know, in 20 you're gonna still, years, you're gonna it's like still, still be there. waiting. It's still being yeah. waiting. Um, we'll do the next one and then we'll jump to, we'll play it. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Hey, me in 20 years, does your milk still turn to rot too soon? Do you still hoard souvenirs and make the mirrors of sentimental veneer? Um, Moses literally said that this line is like very literal of in in an Instagram comment. He said this, that he always buys a gallon of milk and rots too soon. And it's like, if he was with someone else, it would probably not rot as fast. Like they would be drunk enough before Hmm. before they're gone. Sharing it. Um, also, I mean, it is loaded because it is like life milk, you know, right. nourishing. Organic. Right. I mean, we, we can't help but think yeah. of the mother yeah. and the breast and <laughs> yeah. the milk and the life force. Um, and I think that there's, I mean, it's interesting. The music video, he, it, the music video is cool because they take it very literal and then exaggerate everything. Yeah. And I'll get, there's milk in the video. There's milk in the video. And it's actually like when he reaches for the milk in the video, it's in a fridge and the milk is fresh. But then there's rotten avocados and rotten lemons yeah. in the fridge. And it's like the sense of like kind of everything is rotting around him. <sighs> um, do you still hold souvenir, hoard souvenirs and make them mirrors of sentimental veneer? And in the music video, this is where Moses actually picks up. So in, I, I don't know if we've explicitly said this yet. 
the music video is Moses as an old man. We didn't yeah. explicitly say that. And it's him in this apartment in like, he's by this bed. There's a hole in the bed. Then he goes up to a mirror and he like looks in the mirror. He like pulls something out of his teeth and it's really hard to tell what it is. I thought he was pulling out his teeth. Yeah. But then it doesn't look like a tooth. Right. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in this article, they said it's unknown. Oh, well, um, we don't know, but more mystery. And then he goes and he grabs milk, puts it on a table and then he reaches for a, this is where this, this line comes in. He reaches for like a sweater mm. and he starts to hold the sweater. He like smells it, you know, like a nostalgic smelling of the sweater. Mm. And he starts dancing with the sweater. Like he's like slow dancing with the sweater, this old man. And it's like this strange kind of offbeat dancing to it. Yeah. And then for the only time in the song, you get this flash from the old Moses to the present day Moses. Yeah. Like young Moses is standing there holding this sweater and then it flashes to the, the hole in the bed yeah. and then flashes back to young Moses and then he's old again and the music video proceeds and it feels like this here I am still holding on to these items, mm-hmm. still, still dancing with this emptiness in 20 years. Is that my destiny? It's like, this, this timelessness, this, yeah. this way in which like there's, we're contemplating time and also time isn't there yeah. in this moment. Yeah. I mean, thinking of you and Moses as younger than me, I, I kind of want to, it's, it's haunting to think of it as a universal longing and plea and, and fear and paranoia and, right. and just like getting overcome by the gravity of life. Like if you think of it, it was a wave. If you think about like a, a 70 year old singing this in 20 years, right. like, whoa, what a thought or, you know, 10 years even like if you're 70 and like, am I, is this the, is this, is this the years where I start to die? Right. Right. You know, the, this is a big question, but like part of me also wants to be like, you guys are gonna be fine. You're 27. You're going to find love. You're going to, all the things are going to happen. Don't worry. You're going to, so much life is ahead of you. You're going to be pretty darn fine. This, this bleak picture that you're painting is not going to be the reality. <laughs> and actually probably going to get fixed in a year or two, not 20 years. <laughs> Whatever. Don't take away the longing, bro. Um, so then it goes back to the chorus. I wonder how I'll sleep at night with a cavity by my side and nothing left to hold, but pride will I. And then, Oh, so, uh, Oh, I'm thinking of when we insert the song. Oh, <laughs> whenever you want. Well, we'll wait. I'll wait. We'll hey, see. Scott in editing time. Not yet. Not yet. Don't do it yet. Sunday don't, afternoon. Don't insert it yet because we'll, we'll read these part. We'll, we'll talk about this part and then we'll put this all in as a chunk. Okay. <laughs> so it goes and nothing left to hold but pride. Will I? And then this is where we get into the bridge where this is where that screaming, yeah. singing, yeah. desperate, ah. ecstatic sound comes in. It is hold out for a little bit more, a little bit more, just a little bit more, a little bit more, just a little bit more. And it's just kind of this desperate, a little bit more, a little bit more, just a little bit more. And I'm like, Ooh, this longing, this desperation, this, this crying out, this, this, I, I honestly just needs to be heard. So insert song clip. I wonder how I'll sleep at night. With a cavity by my side And nothing left to hold but pride Will I? 
enjoyed that screaming. <laughs> You're probably feeling some things here. <laughs> um, and then, so after this desperate, desperate, a little bit more. You know, I, I mean, we're thinking, we're thinking about this idea lately of uh, like self, like uh, starvation, not like literal starvation, but like making yourself hungry. Yeah, and 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 a little bit more. Yeah, just sounds. Yeah, it sounds like almost like can't get enough, but maybe you're not even giving yourself enough. Right, and I think what he's saying is, can I hold out a little bit more of the starving? Right. Oh, right. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. He's saying Got it. Is like I need to hold out a little bit longer, yeah. a little bit longer. This cavity with this, yeah. this aching, this longing. I mean, this song is like. Ugh. Yeah. No, it is. <laughs> it's the it soul. Really it's the soul. It's right there. Of like. <laughs> Hold out for more time, just a little bit more mm-hmm. time, just a little bit more kind of desperate. But it's also, I think we, there's, it's self-proclaimed, like masochism is happening yeah. in this album. Like it begins in that direction. Yeah. And this, there is a masochistic nature to this of like the relationship with the hole in the bed, the relationship with the hole becomes the thing <laughs> yeah. as yeah. opposed to like, Filling it. Part you know, of me wants like, to be like, just get rid of that bed, Moses. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, masochistic kisses. Masochistic I have to kisses. be by the void. Um, so the next line is back to the chorus, and I wonder how I'll sleep. So this is after it, and then it kind of like slows down, you yeah. know, after we've had this desperation, and then it gets to. I just this. love it's the sounds. I mean, again, like this is, it has doom vibes. It has huge doom vibes. But like the drums that come in are like, I don't know how to make the sounds, but it's like really cool drum sounds like You're doing a great job. You know, it's like really, almost sounds like in a way like a musical or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like a big moment in a musical. No, very big. The song is very grand. Yeah. The song is very grand. Um... Then I wonder how I'll sleep at night with the cavity right by my side and nothing left to hold but pride of mine. And then here's like a very sad, deep confessional. Is it laced within my DNA to be braced in endless January? Have I become the cavity I feared? Ask me in 20 years. So sad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so sad. Dang. Yeah, and I I mean, I think that that's... What happened, Moses? That, <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Who did this to you? Who Moses? <laughs> I mean, I, I, there's, there's a way in which pretty much most, uh, not a lot of these songs feel like the content of my therapy sessions are yeah. these questions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this, is it, is it laced between my DNA to be braced in an endless January? Like, as someone who lives in Seattle, an endless January. We're in January right now, folks. It's the one of the hardest months. Yeah. An endless January, like to be braced in the, in that, to brace yourself. I mean, bracing no, is also you. this thing of no, like, I'm going to hold on and brace and be clenched down in mm-hmm. a way on it. That's what we've been doing. Is this who I am? Is this is this what I am? No is this what my coming. existence is? Yeah. Exactly. There's no spring. It is. This is kind of like the in bloom underbelly. (laughs) In bloom gone wrong. So I'm going to read a few more quotes. Also, okay, now insert the song here. Ooh. Is it laced with my DNA to be braced in endless January? 
Have I become the cavity I feared? Ask me in twenty years. Okay, time for some quotes. Okay, so this is about the music video, and I honestly just suggest watching it because I think it's one of the best, and I think it's just a beautiful piece of art. Um, the music video was directed by, I'm going to get their name. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> also, while you're looking at for the name, I, I want to say with this video, I feel like The weekend copied oh, yes, Sony. Because like the whole thing for Mo- the weekend's new album is he is this old character and he, the makeup and hair look exactly like Moses from, from this. And apparently they're on the same record level, rec- record label or whatever. So I do wonder same if, producer, same producer. I do wonder if there was like some collaboration, some inspiration and some shameless stealing of just like that we're artists and I like that idea. So I'm going to do it. And Moses probably like, yeah, cool. It's not like, trademarked or anything like that. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Who's to say maybe they're like have Moses's blessing. Yeah. Or maybe it's just unrelated. Yeah. But it seems like it would be. But yeah, I could see the weekend watching that and being like, Oh, what if you did a whole album like that? Right. You know? Right. No, totally. Um, okay. So here we go. Um, it is Ali Avital who okay. is the director of the music video who directed a, like a few other ones. I think cut me and I think Feral as well. Yeah. It, it feels like it has the same type of, Feel to Feel, it. Yeah. Um, okay. So moreover, um, I don't, although the, the lyrics, mm, although ah. in the lyrics, the 29 year old Sumney interrogates his future self in 20 years time. The video shows us instead a much older Sumney who seems to be in his seventies or eighties. That is to say the video projects something like 50 years into the future rather than the 20 specified by the lyrics. Avatar remarks of this portrayal that I suppose it's accurate in terms of young people's projection of themselves when they age. Sumney's prosthetics and makeup give him a grayish beard, graying hair, and moles increases all over his face. The video shows the elderly Sumney living in a small, rundown apartment. At the start of the video, the camera is out of doors and tracks across a series of high-rise buildings. The exterior is an actual location shot taken with a drone of a Soviet apartment block in Kiev. Avatar says she chose this location because we liked that often loneliness exists within close proximity to so many other people. Mm, As the camera floats across these buildings, we hear a steady hum of what seems like background traffic noises. The song proper begins with a piano chord followed by Sumney's falsetto. In an apparent continuation of the opening single shot, but which was actually stitched together by three separate shots in post-production, the camera pushes inside through a window on a high floor to show us Sumney sitting on his bed. Um, so I think that that just like paints it really well. Is there more? Yeah. I'd love to hear more, honestly. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm really vibing. Okay. Okay. Let me just go. Let me <laughs> and find. I guess everybody, if you have the capacity, I think I would do this if I was listening. Do what? What I'm about to suggest. Go like, for Go it. ahead and watch the music video really quick. So you yes. know what we're talking about. I've, maybe you already have that whole music video memorized, but like now all of a sudden, like I love, I love people helping me process some of that stuff. I mean, maybe not read the whole thing, but I, I, a little bit more. I know I'm saying it, a little bit, <laughs> a little, little bit, bit more. more. <laughs> okay. We ready? Yeah. Uh, 
When we first see Semini, he is sitting stolidly in place at the edge of the bed with his hands on his knees. He is dressed in all black. He faces away from the cratered hole, which hollows out a considerable portion of his mattress. The apartment itself is poorly lit. There is soft light from the windows, together with a few lamps towards the back. Semini's face is lit up at one point when he opens the refrigerator. This is also a moment of bright illumination when Semini passes in between the camera and a standing lamp. Aside from these two moments, the overall color palette of the video is extremely limited, washed out, and tending towards grayscale. The footage also seems quite grainy. This was achieved, Avatar says, by running the digitally shot footage through a 16mm scan. Huh. Though the video shows Sumni in the future, the Soviet-style apartment, with its old furnishing, pulls us back into the past. The elderly, elderly Sumni hobbles around the apartment. We see extreme close-ups of his face, alternating with longer full-body or upper-body shots. After pouring the milk and placing both glass and container on the kitchen table, Sumni goes across the room to a rack of clothes. He takes a long-sleeved shirt out from the rack, just as the lyrics voice a self-reproach, the singer asking his future self, do you still hoard souvenirs and make them mirrors of sentimental veneer? Mm. The shirt is evidently just such a sentimental souvenir. Perhaps it once belonged to the long-departed lover. In any case, Sumni avidly sniffs the shirt, then rubs it across his mouth as if he were trying to kiss it. Then he dances with the shirt as if it was his partner, twirling about in slow ecstasy. This is one of the most poignant sections of the video. Mm -hmm. The old man's dance is intercut with two shots the only ones in the video of the young present-day Sumni also dressed in black, caressing the shirt and swaying with it in his arms. He also stares at the pulsing creator in the bed. The, the sequence helps to delineate the intricately tangled temporality of the video. The song is slow and rhythmically subdued. It is not particularly danceable and doesn't produce the intensified sense of nowness that powerfully syncopated rhythms often do. Mm -hmm. But the falsetto vocals are insistent enough and continuous enough to create the sense of a single thick duration, an extended speechless present that lasts for the entire three minutes and 41 seconds of song. On top of this, the video's visuals both project into the far future of the elderly Sumni and remind us of a long distant past. This past proceeds and recedes from not just the future of the age Sumni, but also the present moment of the younger Sumni who wrote the song and who is actually performing it as we listen and watch. The shirt is evidently a Proustian memory trigger that recalls the long-departed past, and that past is itself materialized, negatively, as it were, in the cavity in the bed to which the camera keeps returning. Mm -hmm. Should I keep reading? I think that's good. That, that was very... That was very nice. Very nice. <laughs> there is one part that I wanted to save to oh, read. That oh. was at the towards oh. the end to read. So I, I kind of want to jump ahead and read Go that. Ahead. But yeah, do you yeah. want to have any? Do you have any thoughts? <sighs> oh, um, I, no, no, no. I don't have any. I think that's all the thoughts. I'm just kind of absorbing. I'm in an absorbing mode all of a sudden. Perfect. I'm kind of getting lost in that imagery. I know. I know. Yeah. So, so I want to take the, this writer writes in depth about the cavity in the bed, and I think they write write, write about it really well. Okay. This is great. This is this is what we've been looking for. There's not much content out There's there. We might as well content. indulge so in we the found, content. We found the one. <laughs> um, okay. So the crater in the bed created by CGI in post-production is the video's center of gravity. The phantas phantasmatic point around which all its naturalistic details rotate. No wonder the figure of Sumni himself is inexorably pulled into it. 
We see a number of shots of it in the close-up. Oh, I don't think I mentioned this. We say to go watch this, but pause. The video ends with Moses essentially longing, looking into the hole, and then eventually becoming sucked into it and mm-hmm, falling into mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we see a number of shots of it in a close-up or in tracking shots that move inexorably towards it, following the line of Semney's gaze. The hole is of in- indeterminate outline, roughly bodied shape. It seems to be filled with some sort of swirling but vicious liquid, dark and highly reflected. Oh, viscous. Viscous? Yeah. <laughs> the pit has no bottom, as far as we can tell. The material within it slowly pulses in and out, in and out. It is almost as if the hole were breathing with its own alien metabolism. Dang. In an interview about the video, Avatar says that this hole in the bed is about absence and negative space. One could interpret it as an absence of someone who was once there or absence of an absence of an other to begin with. It's also the ever pressing present pulsing pit of your own mortality waiting to go. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Avatel's allegorical suggestions roughly correspond to Sumney's own evo- evocation, evocation of a uh, non uh, evocation. Yeah. Sometimes we don't know how to say words. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not the best reader. I think evocation because right? somebody says something's evocative, but essentially right. somebody says ev- it's an evocation. Yeah. I think so. Whatever of a non. Okay, somebody's own evocation of a non-existence that nonetheless is its own presence. Both of these descriptions point to something that is not actual, not part of the here and now, but that nonetheless exists in its own strange way. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the phenomenological. Exactly. The hole in Moses Sumney's bed is non-actual, yet is entirely concrete, as well as symbolically telling. In the heightened reality of the song and video themselves, this reality is at once experiential and abstract, or it is at once deeply subjective and yet irreducible to subjective experience. Sumney cannot grasp or recover the body, which is to say the person who left an imprint on his bed, but he can also not escape the terrible pull of that imprint. And similarly, as listeners and viewers, we cannot take a hold of the pit or cavity that Sumni and Avatar evoke for us through digital special effects, but we cannot think it away or doubt its existence either. We might also say, more generally, that digital sound and image constructions do not detract from indexical reality. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So much as they plummet and reveal its additional dimensions, its extension beyond the here and now and into a past that we can never recover and a future that we'll, we will never be able to catch up with. Holy smokes. Holy smokes. Wow. <laughs> I know. That's a lot. I mean... I want to remind folks, this is written by Stephen Shaviro. Stephen, amazing, amazing thoughts here. Good job, Stephen. Um... I guess it's just making me think about how how strange nighttime can be sometimes. Hmm. Like all of a sudden, a, a hole, a hole or a pit, literal or sub- not. You know, like there are certain things that all of a sudden become very strange and haunting at nighttime. And very real. And 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 that nighttime lasts forever. And sometimes if you can't sleep well or whatever, it's just like. And then you wake up and you look at certain things in the light of day, and you're like, "What was I? What was the problem?" Yeah. But like yeah. this is like tarrying with this pit that it's in the middle of the night alone in your little apartment islanded in this apartment building. Yeah, I know. And I think I, I really love what they're saying here about the, the absence and negative space that makes it something Uh huh. like the absence of something makes it something. Yeah. I feel like that's, 
really like held well in that metaphor. And I think that that's actually like, I don't know. I'm like, there's, there's a lot of phenomenological stuff happening yeah. here, but yeah. like the, the, there's a space between there's something here that's not here, but it's here. Yeah. And we know it's here and you're engaging with it. And we ha- you're exactly, you're yeah, by, by nature you. of you engaging with it makes it there. Yeah. Even if it's not yeah. there, like yeah. it's this very strange thing, but yeah, I don't know. I'm even thinking of like a pit in your stomach. Now that you've said this, of yeah. like that is so real. Like it affects you. It changes mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. All these things. But like, what's your pit in your stomach? There's there's no pit in your stomach. Right. You right. Know? Right. Like that's not real, and it also is entirely real. Yeah. The real and unreal. Just got a pit in my stomach. Yeah. Wow. Um. So that's me in 20 years. Um. Uh, part of me was just thinking, like, in a very funny, silly, classic evangelical Christian way, is like. We all have a God-shaped hole in our hearts, everybody. Yeah. And this is where we do the altar call. <laughs> Just like Moses but in the video. If you need to fill that pit, actually, <laughs> Jesus Christ can be your Lord and Savior if you just say the following prayer. Everyone close your eyes. Okay. I'm going to turn on the air conditioning. <laughs> okay. We're not making fun of Christianity. We're making fun of a certain type of I might presentation. Be. I might be. <laughs> okay. Everybody's religions are valid. I don't want to just people's religions. I mean, I would consider myself a Christian. Okay, well, but but depending on I mean, the day. I do want to I do want to um, gently mock that sort of type of service. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. So that was me in twenty years. Um, hope you're feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> How do you end something like that? Hope you're feeling good. That's why I said like when Moses did the Pitchfork Music Festival, just something that really stood out to me. He's like, "Yay, death." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what can you say after uh, I'm, I'm I'm really some really immersed in the video experience now that we just listened to that, but yeah, it's a big it's a big one it's a big one a grand big it's song. it's it's the it's kind of the al the song of the album for a lot of people. Yeah, I bet. No, I mean that's fair, and maybe <sighs> I don't know. He has a knack for these. I mean, I want to say he has a knack for everything. Everything on here is like him trying his hand on different modes and styles of music and also creating entirely new, unique versions of music. Yeah. Versions. But, uh, so like the next song is just him with his little guitar. Like right. that's, that's a different right. type of vibe, but, um, he doomed and, and this song are, are, are something he's good at. No, this is, this is, no, someone in a YouTube comment, I, I should try and find it real quick. It was like, the genre is Moses. Moses is his own genre. <laughs> yeah. This, this synthy brooding vibey. Yeah. I mean, cause they even said waves of like, e- even in doomed, like swimming. Yes. He's like yes. stuck underwater. It's yes. like, Oh yes. Whoa. Yeah. Heavy. Um, yeah. Well, devastatingly big, big, big beautiful. Song. A Devast- masterpiece yeah. that people have a lot to say on YouTube. It really is. Um, okay. <laughs> we got to be done. We got to run away from this song now. We <laughs> We're running away. It's a big song. Uh, when we come back, we're going to have a little lighter, I would say 20 minutes, you guys, coming back for a nice little light check-in with Moses oh, before we have one, uh, two little light songs before the big grand finale, really. True. true. So uh, this is going to be a nice little light check-in on Keeps Me Alive. It's a little come down from from this song uh, when we come back. I'll do it right now.
everybody. We are back. And again, uh, we're going to wind it down here. Wind it down. Baby Another palate cleanser. keeps me alive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. We were just doing our song. own versions over the thing. That wasn't the show tune, man. That was like some sort of like swoony R&B late night at the bar. I need to take singing Ooh, lessons. Ooh, keeps me alive. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I do think if you're thinking about like the pacing of a movie, you know, any sort of movie has like highs and lows where there's like a big action sequence or a big mm-hmm. emotional scene. And then, you know, there's a casual scene the next day where they're talking in the kitchen and it's yeah. like, yeah. that totally. happens a lot on this album. Yes. No, it happens a lot on this album. We need it. Yeah. We need it. So I don't even know if it is a palate cleanser, but it's like, <laughs> I must think of like the image of like two people smoking in bed after sex or something. And this wasn't sex necessarily, but like, Something chill, something to calm your nerves afterwards, something yeah. to steady yourself. A yeah. little walk, a little walk in the park. It's yes. like you experience that big song and it's like, go take a little walk, a little walk <laughs> in the park by the pond, some feed the air. ducks. Get some fresh I, like, that's air what here. this is. I mean, it, it, it has, it has some like longing to it, but it's also, I just, I just, you know, even totally, the whole setting and like, uh, musically it's different, very different. Yeah. It's like you said, it's chiller. And then even thinking about like collaborators and production and videos, it's like, this is, Written by Moses, produced yeah. by Moses, sung by Moses, yeah. orchestrated by Moses. Yeah. And it's just Moses and a guitar, you know? Yeah. And uh, the video, fittingly, is Moses sitting on a summer porch on a summer day with like a, a, a cool little black and white washed out feel, very nostalgic and sunny and just a, a happy vibe on his face, looking happy, <laughs> plucking his guitar. You know, it's just like all of a sudden, just like a nice, ah, Ah, okay. Ooh. <laughs> um, so, I mean, having said that, I think it obviously still goes with the themes of the album. But Can I read this? Yeah. This this is from Genius. It says, it expands upon some of these often mentioned ideas of desire, romance, and conflicting emotions towards toward the necessity of it all. Toward the necessity of it all. <laughs> like, there it is. This is it all. Just <laughs> desire, romance, and yeah. conflicting emotions. If it's even, we need it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I don't think there, this really is a truly a, I think we're just going to take it pretty light again because there's, it's not a big grand song. And I think, uh, I think it's a little stop over before some of the bigger parts, but honestly, I will say (laughs) (laughs) go anytime, anytime you want to interrupt with something like that, please feel free. (laughs) Um, I think, I think lucky, is it lucky me? Lucky me is next. The the vibe of that, you know me, there's something about that, that. You get that song by the way. Oh, that's, that's really Because nice. then I get, and so okay. I come to isolation. Yeah. And so I come to isolation. Uh, and <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we like this album. Um, the, the vibe that Lucky Me creates is so chill and mesmerizing. Yeah. And it, yeah. I'm kind of having beach housey thoughts about it, but it's like, it just gets my brain settled. It's like next week, Scott, next week. Yeah. But this like eases you into that too. It's like coming down and some chillness, you know, <laughs> I'm actually getting really sad that we're ending this album. I know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yes. I'm like, that's wait, I am going to miss yeah. this. We do love this album. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. I mean, I think it, I think this song represents something about the way we ebb and flow with a lot of our emotions. Cause I don't mm-hmm, know, I'm mm-hmm. sure you relate to this, but it's like, there's sometimes I'll like wake up in the morning or I'll make any time during the day. I can, a thought will enter my head. That's like something about my life. Yes. And I'll be like, this is tragically unacceptable <laughs> and it needs to be dealt with. Will it ever be dealt with? Like this last song, you know? And then five minutes later I can say that's still troubling me in a way, but I I'm light about it. Like that's Gosh, life. I don't think I relate. Oh, okay. I, Cause uh, all of a sudden I can be like Moses on the porch. All of a sudden I'm still singing about longing, but it's a different vibe. I'm like, ah, I mean, me maybe a little bit, but yeah. sometimes I'm like, it's all tragic. It's for all you? tragic. And then I'm like consumed by the tragedy and it becomes <laughs> all encompassing. Well, yeah. In terms of multiplicity, I guess I'm relating to this idea of like, no, this is true. also a way to have longing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I, I sense a smile during this song. Like I, we're singing this with and smiling. It keeps me light. It keeps me breathing. Yeah. So um, I guess let's, you and I have a little conversation about some of these lyrics. Okay. Let's have a little conversation. So again, it's like, I think this goes back to some like sort of like fifties rockabilly, some sort of R and B twist on lots of different, but, but like just him and his electric guitar is a real nice vibe, it you is. know? Um, so there are all sort of, people coming up in my mind that all of a sudden I'm thinking about that for some reason, it's so frustrating to me that I'm not thinking about the right influences. Um, I won't even get too wrapped up in that. I'm, okay. I, I, I will just say sometimes just okay. sometimes I'm sad that like white artists are coming to mind. It's just so not inappropriate, but I'm like, there's also different traditions I'd love to like be pulling from to reference some of like the influences to some of this music, but whatever. Um, that like the black keys came to mind. So I think they have some sort of songs where it's sort of this echoey fuzzed out quiet electric guitar with some like nice vocals over the top. I mean, they also do like a little like heavy rock stuff too, yeah. but, yeah. um, okay. So finding it hard to differentiate are my proclivities of society or innate. And that that's, that's again, I think these, these really are more on the surface. These are some real genuine questions, especially, yeah. Yeah. I think the questions of an artist. Yeah. You know? yep. So eccentricities, proclivities, desires, preferences, the things that make you, you are, are they, they a you? part of this or are they pointless? Yeah. These are questions we ask. And of course I think the answer is none of us is original. Like none of us, it comes out of nowhere. We are all influenced by something. Yes. And, and, and we are also original. Yeah. And I've been watching this Cornell West masterclass and he just has such a compelling way of talking, you know, and, and he just does say, you know, he's like, you know, he says philosophy is what does it mean to be human? <laughs> and, and he says, you know, and, and becoming a human is taking all of the stuff, feeding yourself with all of the things that you want to feed yourself with books and knowledge and experiences. And then like kind of becoming a diamond, crushing mm-hmm, mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. of that material digesting it and digesting and becoming a self. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I, and so it's like, yeah, ob- obviously the question is answered through Moses's creations his music. Yeah. Th- this is, this is utterly unique. There is right. no other gray. Right. This is Moses's obviously has a lot of musical influences, but these are our worries. Um, are his proclivities of society. Yeah, they are. We can answer that. But 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 I'm also wanting to be in the emotion of it. You know, yes, yes, these are yeah. real thoughts. Uh, well, the source is irrelevant. Oh, so he answers it himself. When it comes to the truth, the source is irrelevant when it comes to truth. Um, so yeah, we'll just get through this first stanza and then we'll play it. Um, well, and I think that's. I mean, I'm just in, 
thinking back to even truth and how he's already talked about truth in bystanders. Yeah. So that's interesting because that was recent of mm-hmm. something like, he was grappling with. Like this idea of like morality is all that's true. Yeah. And that's gray. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it's irrelevant when it comes to the source of the truth. The truth just is. The truth just is. I mean, pff, we can get a long conversation about truth. Yeah. Because I really do. I guess, uh, you know, we're, I, I'll speak for myself. I am stuck in a matrix of sorts, which is surrounded by Christianity. I'm swimming in Christianity. So it's like, uh, that's always going to be my reference point. And I think it's a lot of people's reference point, including Moses. So, uh, I think this idea of truth is just looms so large. It has such a big, so many associations come with it. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, I always for myself in terms of the context that I find myself in have, like controversial opinions about capital T truth, but it's not that controversial in broader philosophical circles. And yeah. I think, I guess if anybody finds this interesting, somebody, if I start talking, you never know what people know on this podcast. Like, Oh, people are like, Oh, we know that we know that blah, blah, blah. He's just talking. But, but truth being this sort of thing that is like, there's this metaphor of the blind men feeling an elephant. Have you heard that metaphor before? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like the elephant is truth. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yet blind men or people are feeling different parts. So one, one feels the oh, trunk yeah, yeah, and yeah, describes yeah. it. One feels the, 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 the foot, one feels the, the ear. They're all feeling different parts and describing something. And somebody says, Oh, the trunk, it's like a snake, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. and it, that's all true. It's yeah. all true. Yeah. But, but the elephant does exist. So I think that's what people don't get. Sometimes it's like, they're all describing true parts of truth. Right. But right. nobody's really getting exactly at it. Yeah. But truth exists. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody finds that interesting. But yeah, I think uh, if we're going to get into truth, I think Moses is in that space. It's like acknowledging that there is some sort of truth out there, but it's gray. Mm-hmm. And no mm-hmm. no one person, including himself, is going to actually hit on truth. Right. Like exactly. it's, it's, we're all getting like we all have experiences of it. And I think that's where it's Mm -hmm. like experiences of something, but you're never going to get the whole picture because it's by nature experiential and by nature, like unique Mm -hmm. and universal, you know, it's paradoxical. It's great. Unique and universal. I also always say that I feel like truth is fleeting. And I guess Mm -hmm. what I mean by that in terms of what you said is that at least our grasp or understanding of it is fleeting. No, I think that's exactly right. Cause I've been thinking about this idea of like, I'm one of my, this is, total tangent but like one of my classes we've been talking about this idea of like authenticity and authenticity. There's, there's this sense of like authentic encounters is where healing happens hmm. and I'm like cool 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 but like I- I'm a little bit in this place of like I'm always authentic ah. like not in this like oh I'm always authentic but like me and my defenses me and my protectiveness oh. me and how I want to be perceived how is that also not authentically mean. A challenging thought. You know, like how thought. is that? Yeah. That's It's like, but I think it's what you're saying of like truth is always whatever. Yeah. I mean, this is a big weird <laughs> word, but it's like, it's always existing. Yeah. And it's whether it's, but we have fleeting moments of like understanding or catching it mm-hmm. or, or grasping it. Yeah. You know? Maybe there's a, a capital A authenticity in terms of whatever meets somebody's meaning by that word. Right. Totally. But I'm finding myself just aligned. like, I'm just finding myself really annoyed when it's like authentic, genuine encounters. I'm like, 
don't tell me me <laughs> in my defensiveness is also not a genuine experience true, of me, true, an authentic true, experience true. of me. My thoughts. Pure, maybe what we want to say. No, everything's pure. No, too. it's all pure too. Yeah. No, I'm like, I don't know. I don't love the categorized. I, I, I no, but it. but but there has to be a word for like what happens between a person, two people, I guess, or or or, or even like in a concert where something clicks into place. No, and that's exactly what they're trying to describe. Yeah. It's the I thou is what they're yeah. trying to describe. I see it, but I'm also like weary. <laughs> Okay, let's get back to Moses. Oh, oh, okay. Are you in charge of this part of the... I'm sorry, no. <laughs> I'm going to hand it over to Mace now. Uh, okay. Well, I was the one who took us down that little tangent. I, I'm, I like getting taken down tangents. Um, uh, okay, when it comes to the truth, and the truth is I want the same thing that you do. Okay. Is that true, Moses? I think it is for me. I don't know what I quite hear him saying there aside from the idea that like maybe we're all commonly striving for the same thing or have this longing. Yeah. Maybe we all have this longing. The truth is that I want the same thing that you do. I don't know who he's singing that to, but, um, it also doesn't seem, this is a funny thing to say, but it doesn't, that line doesn't feel crucial to me. I'm like, yeah, Mm. it's a good line. The whole, all the lines are good, but, um, okay. Well, here we come to some curiosity. Here we go. Uh, the buzzword childlike curiosity about my fate is the only thing that makes me stay. There it is. Stay living keeps me alive. Yeah, it has to be right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm having my own personal thoughts right now of like about my fate. And then I instantly somehow read into that faith. And because we were just Mm. talking about truth. Yeah. And I think that's like interesting fate and faith and how they're similar and whatever faith is. I mean, not necessarily have to be religious, but even just faith, belief, hope, like in yourself, in the world, in, in beauty and whatever it is. And it's like this, curiosity is what keeps you there. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, well, wow. That that's might, what we want to do it. That's, that's what we're promoting curiosity. I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's interesting that he uses the word fate because I think <clears throat> maybe an observation that I have about the first half of the album and then even, uh, me in 20 years compared to especially Viral. Yeah. I feel like Viral is coming out so strong, like thumping his chest. I'm here. I'm in control. Lots right. of swagger. Right. And I am not your guy. You know, you got the wrong guy. It's like I deflect. I take control. I am choosing my destiny. I am the conveyor. I am blasting off into space. All this powerful imagery. And I feel like he's a little bit more humbled now. Yeah. And so now it's like fate is a word that says like, I'm not in control. I I guess I'm curious about what this world is going to do. And it comes after me in 20 years where it's like, it's what keeps me here is that I am not sure where I'm going to be. And I'm curious and I'm open and I'm humble. Yeah. I think humble is an interesting word. Yeah. That's the multiplicity. Cause I think it's like, Oh, well, is this the new Moses? Like both are true. I think both Viral is true. true. And, well, and I think that's like the experience of self, Yeah, you know, is like you have these moments of like, at least I can say I have these moments of like, this is who I am. I know who I am all these things. And then I'm like, I have no idea. And yeah. I'm no, it's all open. And I'm just so, I mean, I think curious is actually a really healthy way to wonder about your faith. Cause it could be anxious you know? Well, that's a good, I, I'm even thinking about when we come back from the break, I don't think this would be the first episode. I think maybe a month into when we come back, mm-hmm. but I I'm thinking about like an idea of doing something on the limits of curiosity. Yes. And what I mean is, uh, I think it's so wonderful that he says childlike curiosity Yeah. because it's like, I've been challenged by this as somebody that is saying 
this is our vocation, quote unquote, or somebody that's promoting curiosity. And then I do this to myself, but I've had people literally do it to me, like poking at me and be like, oh, I thought you were curious. I'm like, no, okay, well, I, know. I can't. We that do doesn't it to mean each other too that, sometimes. Yeah, we that doesn't mean like, okay. always curious. Yeah. And then I think both you and I have had our times in our own life in terms of anxiety of like, we've got to turn off our brains. Yeah, it's gotta, we've got to settle and say, I can, I can come back to it, but I don't need to like curious is different than like frantically trying to figure out frantic curiosity. Yeah. But, or, but, but, but it can, it childlike can be, curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. No, that adds playful a level. Yeah. You know, like light. And I think when you think of children, you think of honestly, they're really discovering the world mm-hmm. and we are also discovering the world. We've just forgotten that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, totally. and I think that's what makes like, I never want to um, like fantasize children's lives. I always feel like I get concerned around that when I speak about children. But I think that that's something that is a gift being around children offers us is this sense of a a lack of self-consciousness with that they are discovering and that they don't know a lot of things and that they're open to figuring out what things are and that like a lot of stuff is new information that keeps them in this place of I'm as discoverer, I'm figuring it out. And I think that's true for us always. But I think we, as we get older, kind of forget that as we come to know more things, it's harder to see that we still know about, like in terms of the scale of what there is to know, we're, we're not very much further along, you know, but we like to think we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean the, the funny thing about kids is that we were kids, so we don't have to like, you know, like, worship childhood or, or make it something it isn't. No. I mean, I can say, I, I know it was like to be a kid. Right. So I know I just my think there's, there's just some people and I'm, or that I'm aware of that sometimes just like try and that, that speak of kids in a way that's like, doesn't speak to their whole experience or like kind of, in my opinion, like fantasizes about children are this way. And Oh my gosh, it's amazing. And it's yeah. also like children also sometimes suck. Yeah. Maybe, like, maybe, maybe childlike, maybe children also have weird curiosity. It's not always wonderful. Exactly. Curiosity. Exactly. It's yeah. kind of this like, Oh my gosh, you know? Yeah. And it's like, well, like it's this idea of two of like children are innocent. I'm like, no, oh, like children are innocent. You There's, know? I, I was going to use that word for a second of like innocent curiosity in the sense that like, there is a blank slate nature sometimes where they haven't experienced something. Right. There's there's a a newness. There's a freshness there for sure. For sure. Um, and you know, maybe we'll listen to this first part right now, but reading it again with all this in mind to think of it, like if you think of the first line as approaching these questions with a childlike curiosity, all of a sudden fresh, Hmm. you know, a little lighter maybe after me in 20 years, it's like finding it hard to differentiate. Oh, finding it hard to differentiate are my, proclivities of society or innate while the source is irrelevant when it comes to truth and the truth is what I want this (laughs) you're doing great (laughs) I don't feel like I read that very well (laughs) I I think I rushed it (laughs) um finding it hard to differentiate are my proclivities of society or innate well the source is irrelevant when it comes to truth and the truth is I want the same thing that you do Childlike curiosity about my fate is the only thing that makes me stay. So let's listen to that first part. Finding it hard to differentiate All my proclivities of society are in there 
Keeps me alive. <laughs> we have the chorus. We have it keeps. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> and it keeps me breathing right. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's like a mantra in this childlike curiosity. I think that if we think about that in the robust way we just were, mm-hmm. that that does keep you alive and breathing. And I have a thought. Please. Well, I've just been, I, I think now at this point, like if you've listened to the podcast, I'm constantly talking about this person, Adam Phillips, and this idea of being alive and this notion of not numbing out and falling asleep and being dead mm-hmm. in this world. Like mm-hmm. I think I, in, I actually, I, I don't know what I mean by this. Oh, well, maybe I do. <laughs> I think most people or a lot of people are dead yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. They're alive in that fact that they have bodies and they're breathing and they're surviving. And, but I think a lot of people are dead to life mm-hmm. in dead to aliveness. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the facing of the pain and beauty and boredom of the world. Yeah. And I think that there's something about this that it's like Moses isn't looking to be alive as in survive. Yeah. Like this is curiosity that keeps him alive. Yeah. Like keeps him awake, keeps him open, keeps him feeling and continuing to long. Like longing is an alive feeling. Yeah. In many ways. No, absolutely. I mean, that's the courage to be, you know, it's Mm -hmm. all about embracing the lack, you know, like, uh, the courage to be is, you know, taking anxiety in and upon yourself and not, and going through the anxiety and embracing it, you mm-hmm. know, and, you know, essentially like clawing for existence, but exactly. also knowing that's part of what it is. Also, I think Moses reminds me of Annie Dillard in the sense that basically when she was about the same age, she went and lived by herself hmm. in Tinker Creek. And that's where she wrote her first master work. And, um, it's like, that's I think out near the Blue Ridge Mountains. It's out near Moses. Like these people that Are you go out, to move there? yeah, they, these they go out and do this and and live sort of in isolation. And then I'm not totally familiar with this feeling, but I I I, I am aware of what it feels like to start to create. And mm-hmm. when you start to create, it feels so weird and lonely and challenging, and it just makes you probably feel what it means to. I, I think creating something is probably one of the most beautiful, wonderful things about being human. And if you're not creating and only consuming, it, it feels a little, probably a little bit rotting and dead. And yeah. Yeah. I think that um, that's, I think those are good words for it. I want to create more as I get older. Yeah. You know, yeah. always I, create more. Yeah. I'm, I'm all, I can, I, it's very apparent to me how I feel more alive when I'm creating, yeah. even if it's painful creation. Yeah. And having a childlike curiosity about, what you can create with your life mm-hmm. that can keep mm-hmm. you alive, mm-hmm. you know, what's going to happen. And, and the tone of this chorus, the tone of the song is just much more invitational, playful, wondering mm-hmm. light mm-hmm. front porch 
staring off, you know, it keeps me alive. What's going to happen to my life? Not the haunting, scary nighttime, <laughs> you know, dark void and hole haunting. Yeah. Um, so I'll, let's just listen to the chorus for a second. And enjoy that. It keeps me This will be the last little conversation and I'll let the rest play. Um, so let's just get into it. Um, and yet the Holy Grail beckons. Hey, your chalice could still be filled someday by someone. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Ooh, I think it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely like it could be. It doesn't have to be, but yeah. it could be. And yeah. it's like there's a there's a an interesting giving in mm-hmm. here that I relate to of like <laughs> selling out. Yeah. Like it's like, <laughs> would it be selling out to have, be satisfied in love yeah. and, and meet someone, but also like, will it happen? And there's like mm. so much fear in actually opening yourself up to something like that. That's what comes up for me is like, geez, like not like, and I, I'm like instantly, I'm like, you couldn't be filled by someone, but at the same time, like, yeah, like, are you open to being transformed by yeah. someone yeah. and and satisfied and full in yeah. relationship? Yeah. And, like, that's there if you want it, but it's scary to yeah. say I want it because then it's like, but what if I don't get it? You know, yeah. and it's like I am instantly have as at least in my DNA, you know, back in my head of, like, there's this sense that Moses seems to carry of, like, I, it, it may never be for me. It may never work out for me is at least within my DNA. So there's something I, I'm like, there's a risky to say these words. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of, it kind of the way you talk about it and the way Moses talks about it almost reminds me sometimes of like the heavy quote starving artist or the artist that feels like they need yeah. their drugs or something Yeah, like they need pain. Right. And it's like, that's not, we don't need that. Yeah. Don't need and that. so it's like, are we going to let ourselves be happy and find someone that's good for us? But no, because I'm not lovable and the the cavity needs to stay by my bed so I can write about it. I know. It's know? like, let go of the longing yeah. in a way. I mean, yeah. I, it's like I'm aware I like three minutes ago. I was like longing is being <laughs> alive, but it's like also not longing. But too. David Lynch is always a great example of that because he always just says, enjoy your life, be at peace, do meditation, have fun, be light. And he says, be angry in your art. Like just go do that. And like, but, but also enjoy that. Enjoy the creating of an angry art, but you don't need to be angry to do it. Yeah. But oh, you can get in touch with anger. <laughs> um, okay, here we go again. Uh, childlike curiosity about my faith is the only thing that makes me stay. Though I've never been a sucker for codependency. I'm taken up by the possibility. Ooh, <laughs> That's a good line. That's a good line. Yeah. It's a really good line. <laughs> Part of me just instantly wants to ask you what it brings up for you. No, I don't want to say. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no. Don't want to say. What does it bring up for you? Well, I've been married for 20 years. So I think, I think that's the interesting thing about processing a lot of these things 
that Moses is struggling with. It's like certainly a 42 year old can be struggling with these same things. Uh, I think when it comes to sort of traditional love songs, um, and this isn't a traditional love song. I don't know if there's any traditional love song here on this album. Um, but maybe this longing for a particular type of person or relationship isn't something I've dwelled a lot on in my adult life. Um, but I, I think, I think, I think when I was younger, I really had that. Yeah. Um, and so though I've never been a sucker for codependency, I'm taken by the possibility. Now, having said that, having said that, I think the album and the work, I'll, I just would just be honest, like the work you and I are doing honestly with this youth group. And I'll just say my engagement with the queer community mm-hmm. is opening up dimensions to my spirit mm-hmm. that is saying, I guess maybe almost what he could be saying in his own way here of like, there are actual otherwise possibilities. There, there are, there are different possibilities for different relationships that you didn't even know you could think about, mm-hmm. you know? So if all of a sudden somebody was like, Oh, did you actually know that you could travel to Mars? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, what? I didn't know that. And people are like, yeah, we just came back. It's really cool. And I'm like, well, that longing was never in my heart before. I never thought about going to Mars. Right, right. Um, choose a prettier place. I'm thinking of Saturn or something. <laughs> Pick a better planet. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's Pluto, like, that's not something you, you're even thinking about. And all of a sudden somebody says, Oh, well this, this is a is possibility. An and actually look at us, we're doing it. And I'm like, Oh, Holy cow. That's interesting. I didn't know I wanted that, but yeah. now I might want that. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think, I think in my own way, it's opened up certain pockets of longing, I hmm. think for me. Hmm. Um, and so I think this codependency line is playful. Yeah, I totally agree. Never been a sucker for codependency. I don't think he's like taken by the possibility of like toxic codependency. No, but this <laughs> idea of like having some other that you're yeah. kind of like tethered to fusion. Yeah. With. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Fusion with. Yeah. Um, and it keeps me alive, you know, it's like play it out, you know, sit on the front porch, listen See to Moses with like. his guitar. Be curious. Maybe, maybe like, yeah. I think there's this hope of like, me in 20 years is so much like, this is what I'm destined. Hey, yeah. me in 20 years. And this is like, well, childlike curiosity is making me wonder what if there's something else? Mm-hmm. What if something else is it mm-hmm. that keeps me alive, totally. you know, as well wondering. I just really appreciate the pacing of this album. I think mm-hmm. that's just another thing while we linger on this song for a second to just appreciate. Um, and, you know, there, <laughs> I'm out here trying to find so many live performances of Moses to put on our Instagram because sometimes certain things get blocked if the algorithm or something yes. catches it. Yes. In reels, it's a little different because I posted something for Black Alicia today and they just notified me it's now been incorporated into the Moses sound bank or something. Amazing. So, so that, like I think they're almost like thumbs up. Thanks for adding this. <laughs> but other times they're like, this has been blocked. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> but, um, all that to say, it's like, uh, this, there's, there is a, a big live show I've watched a few times and obviously we've watched black Alicia, but, um, just in this live show, I'm, I'm so thankful for the pacing cause it's big and small and, and then it's like two or three songs of calm and then another big and it's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. just get that nice break every mm-hmm, once in a while. Mm-hmm. We need that. We need that as listeners. Yeah. I remember I went and saw the age of ads, which was Sufjan's big giant bombastic. I mean, a lot of his albums have been bombastic, but that was like kind of this space and, and it was, I think one and only 
albums that he did in terms of when he did a concert. It was like a lot of dancing and glow sticks and like hmm. big, big, big. And it was like Marissa went and I saw, saw the Paramount. Uh, and then at the end, he comes out with his acoustic guitar and his banjo like, and plays a few calm oh. songs. Like, ah, oh, so nice. So yeah. refreshing. We need that. We need that. Side note, a twist with the Sufjan twist is like the very final song was this song about John Wayne Gracie Jr., which is like a serial killer that dresses up as a clown. And he sings about killing people in this soft, soft, calm voice. <laughs> it's like... Sufjan's like, good night. That's Good-night. the last song. You're like, what? <laughs> it was calm, but whoa, okay. Um, anyways, uh, I, I, I do, there, there really isn't a song on this album I don't like. I think Gagarin was one that I skipped over in the early days. And, and now, now if I'm listening to the whole album, it's entirety, I sit with Gagarin and I really, now I really think about where it sits mm-hmm. and how it's, you know, the culmination of all the big energy of the first few songs. And it, it's got a lot to say now that I've really sat with it. It does. It really um, does. But yeah, keeps me alive. I think, you know, these are some of the things he's been wrestling with us in this album. It's like, what is keeping him alive? Yeah, you know? totally. And um, I, yeah, I think you're right. This one is a nice little, like it's, it's a, it's, it is, it's, it's working with the same themes, but in a different tone, which is a nice little, yeah. like, refreshment, especially in this back half. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think Moses's message ultimately ever will be a, a quest for resolution and finality no, is, no. is what's going to do it. No, I don't think so. Because this goes on forever. You know, right. this goes on for a 60 year old, a 70 year old, like a curiosity. Right. Well, I guess I, that's what I want. You know, don't settle. Don't, meaning, um, I'm not saying don't settle for the best or uh, like, uh, uh, anything but the best. I'm but just don't, saying like life is not that you can't be content, but you should always be wondering and growing and discovering and keep curious. shifting and evolving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for yes. sure. Uh, okay. Everybody, uh, we're ending on a lighter note. You know, I don't know if this is going to hurt you. You can, you can click off, but I think what I'm going to do is I'll play you out with, um, the tiny desk COVID version of me in 20, me in 20 years, years. Yes. which is a little bit lighter. And it's just Moses in his house it's singing beautiful. a song. So you can enjoy that. And hopefully it, it doesn't re-trigger you <laughs> from me in 20 years. Because <laughs> we just came down with the nice light. Keeps me alive. Um, but uh, hey, thanks for listening. We're winding. We're getting to the end. Next week we have Lucky Me. Mm-hmm. And we have. And so I come to isolation. So I come to isolation. And then one more week after that and is the finale. And then this is it. Then we'll be sad to say goodbye. Yeah. We'll still be podcasting, everybody. We but will. We're not going to be talking about Moses. Okay. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Hi. My name is Moses Sumney, and welcome to my tiny desk from home. Mm. This song is called Me in 20 Years. Ah uh.
just love dancing. Parley, parley, parley. to Tiny Desk for having me again. As I'm recording this, the nation is ablaze with anti-police brutality protests. So this song is dedicated to the protesters and the rioters and to George Floyd and to black lives. Which matter? <laughs> it's called Rank and File.
worship your trigger and ignore your figure. Crumbling in rank and file and stumbling into rank and file and humbling into rank and file and tumbling in rank and file, fumbling in rank and file and mumbling in rank and file, calling out rank and file, fall right in rank and file. <sighs>